Can I get a round of applause, everyone? Woo! Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their Ultra Premium Collection. And believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT. This is so, so X-rated. But one time I was, this was one of my exes and I swallowed. And then when he, when I finished, she was like, I'll be right back. And I was like, what? <laughs> I I swallowed that nasty shit and then you're not going to swallow my nasty shit and I eat a lot of pineapple so I know it's not that bad. Now, here's the thing. I feel like when you're holding it in there in your mouth for that long, it's worse because you're just like holding it in there. Yeah, it's, it's like, like holding a, a loogie. Bug, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have to eat a bug, for example, wouldn't you want to just like chew that shit down and eat it totally. or you're just going to hold it in your mouth for like 10 minutes and decide you I'm can't? Like, yeah. Quick and easy. It's like it's like if you um um you ever had a, uh, a, a an oyster. Yeah. You yeah, don't you don't just let it sit in your mouth you and just, like yeah, play the t- you, you swallowed it quickly. Yeah. Just like come. <laughs> just like come. All right. Well, now that we've officially uh, started off by grossing everybody off, uh, we're gonna do this in uh, three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Dude. Dude. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris... Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Fragile Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Moe? Hey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Hey. Yo, what's up, dude? How are you? What's up, dude? I'm living the dream now. It's getting light enough where I can just open up the blinds and not have to have the light that makes me look like Jesus reflecting off. Uh, the, the days are getting longer. My erections are lasting longer. Oh, nice. It's a good day. Ah! See all that light? <laughs> yeah, I got. I don't have my fancy lights on, not because I'm depressed, but because I don't need it. Don't it's need a lot it. of sunlight. This is nice. You don't need it. It's kind of nice. But it was weird because yesterday it was like 73 degrees, and today – it's like 33 degrees, so I'm a little confused. I'm wearing tank top time, but I cannot go outside and enjoy it. So I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just gonna sit here and uh, do this. You know, outside <laughs> all you need is a light sweater or a light, you know, hoodie, and you're good. You know, I feel like when we have one really warm day, the whole world, all of New York, is like, great. I'm gonna pack up my winter gear, and then the next no. day, Mother Nature's it's like, over. fuck you. Literally cannot go outside, you guys. I, it's, I mean, like, all my clothes are still there, but it's like, do I really want to change? He literally cannot go outside because that little ankle bracelet is going to start beeping. <laughs> beep, 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 Then they'll come for me again. So, yeah, here he goes. Talk about come again. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every time. Every Dude, time. Dude, I talked to my psychiatrist the other day. Yes. And he was like, how are things going? I said, I mean, I'm really having trouble sleeping. I don't know if, if you can relate, but like I stay up so late because I don't want tomorrow to come. I just want to watch TV and just relax. I just don't feel like I've done enough relaxing. I'm just so like stressed throughout the day. And then so I like can't fall asleep. And then when I do fall asleep in the morning, I can't wake up. I'm like, I just don't want to face the day yet. I just, right. So I, I, I'm just not getting much sleep. And so, you know, what he told me, <laughs> he said, I read an article that radiation emits from cell phones. I'm like, yeah, where have you been? 
He's like, how close is your cell phone to your head when you sleep? Maybe if you move your cell <laughs> phone across have... the room. I said, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I keep myself in my mouth. You don't do that? No, so he was like, maybe move it across the room and then let me know how that works for you. I said, okay, great. Thank you. I thought, what well, a fucking idiot. I got to find a new shrink, bruh. Now, here's the thing. I do think that's good advice, but for all the wrong reasons. If you put your phone away to the other side of the room, you're not like sitting there scrolling on Instagram at two in the morning instead of doing dick while you're like trying to actually go to sleep. Yeah. But what for the radiation? That's not what's keeping you awake. What? <laughs> I guess when you have a doctorate that you just think that you know everything because I don't think that radiation <laughs> emitting from cell phones is quite his expertise. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you, I think he was phoning that one in that day. I feel like maybe he just like, maybe like went out drinking or something. And he was just like, Oh fuck. Like I don't have it in me to go in. Today. Maybe. Yeah. I just have one appointment and it's at three o'clock. <sighs> okay. I just got to make it to this one. And then I go straight to Chick-fil-A and get myself a crispy chicken sandwich. That yeah. was the deal. And he shows up, and then this guy. Or he was like, "This one's going to be easy." <laughs> I the can't gays, sleep, doctor. <laughs> the gays are all the same. He's worried about his waistline and too much fucking glitter. He'll be all right. He's not, he wasn't even listening when you were talking. He's just thinking of a crispy chicken sandwich. So when he's, what do you think, doctor? He's like, "What? Uh, uh, yeah, your cell phone has radiation. Maybe so haven't you heard?" <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's such a weirdo. I mean, I support yeah, mental health, guys. It's just you gotta find you gotta someone find the right that, doctor. That you gotta run the right works fit. for you. Now, uh, this is uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some some tough love, Mister Mo, because and only because on this very show, on this very podcast, on the very first episode of this very year, 2022, you yourself said that you're gonna take less time at work to focus on yourself and here we are on this very tuesday on this very march on this very same year 2022 and here you are you're telling me that you can't sleep because you don't have enough time for yourself now what does that tell me has not happened to mr mo has someone not taken the time that he was supposed to take for himself Is someone still working crazy hours and crazy days every week? Yeah. So what the (laughs) fuck, man? Dude. Take less time, man. That's what it is. I've been there, like, where then you're, like, freaking out and you you don't even want to go back to work. That's the first of your job. But when you're spending that much time working, that's what's going to happen, man. Like, fuck. Dude, you should have heard me. Especially because you also have a second career that's, like, like the comedy dreams and stuff. It's not like when you go home and you can just take it easy. Like, people don't realize that. Dude, I used to have, like, a zero tolerance for disrespect in my job. And it's gone from a zero tolerance motto to a show no fucking mercy and so when people come at me sideways they are just in for a treat this lady the other day she was like let me tell you what we're gonna do and i was like ah let me tell you what we're not gonna do and we're not gonna do this right now and she's like Whoa. Oh. and then this guy the other day he was like me, 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 cursing so i walked away he said hey i'm talking to you i said not like that sir you most certainly are not gonna talk oh. to me Boom. I was like, have a seat. And then I went over and I was like, are we feeling better? Do you want to approach me respectfully or do you want to act up some more? So it's, That's I'm good. just, <laughs> I'm like, new year, new me. Well, take some less time. But I, I, I do like that approach of life. I honestly think it's sometimes it's good. Like, I treat people like children. Enough. They stop acting like children. Yeah. I think it's something I've been learning. <laughs> I don't have time for all that nonsense. Hell no, I'm too grown. But it's something that we do have time for is to get tickets to the greatest comedy show of all time, you guys, because that baby is coming up on Friday, March 25th at 7 p.m. And holy fuck, guys, when you read the names of this lineup, your head is just going to explode, you guys. We got Carmen Lagala headlining. 
who's been on the late show with Stephen Colbert. You got Daniel Pedafon. You got Mika Mo. You got Sharon Young from the Unusual Culprits. You got Simo hosting this bitch. You got me in the house. It's going to be fucking incredible. If you've been listening to anything we've been saying on this show about the greatest comedy show of all time, just know that it's actually what we talk about. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's so much fun. And you can save 15% by using promo code FRATCHAT at checkout. So check tiny.cc slash greatest comedy show or the Broadway Comedy Club website for tickets. But make sure you use that promo code FRATCHAT at checkout at tiny.cc slash greatest comedy show. You'll save yourself 15% on those bad boys. So yeah, do it. You got Check an incredible out. compliment for our last show. Someone was like, yeah. we come to Broadway Comedy Club a lot and this is by far the best show. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I, I like the kind of thing where I don't even want to tell them that because if you tell them that, they're probably gonna be mad at me. It's like, well, I'm sorry for being awesome. <laughs> well, they do a lot of bringers at that comedy club, and so when yeah. when you have like majority bringer shows, you're just kind of building resentment. I will say that I had a pretty good night the other night performing because that was the first time that I've talked about electroconvulsive therapy on stage. Yeah, which literally landed so well. But no one else can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck else? I talked about on stage how people like to compete and how everything's ridiculous. And I was like, clap your hands if you had shock therapy. And no one clapped their hands. And I was like, oh, <laughs> looks like I win. <laughs> um, but that is, true, it was nice because I feel like in, in your uh, the, the, the show that you've cultivated over the past few years, it's, it's a very warm, inviting environment. It's diverse. Everyone gets along. We're always playing. Everyone jokes with each other. So it's always a good vibe. Some other shows you yeah. go to are just like not very welcoming. It's, it's Even for yeah. me as a gay person, I'm like, I don't know if they're going to like me too much. <laughs> I understand why they booked me because they need the diversity, but I don't feel comfortable in this environment. You know what I mean? No, totally. I feel like that's something that I always wanted to do. And it's just make sure that... I mean, for one thing, I, I've said this a million times, but I get so bored when every comedian is the same every show. So diversity is key, but it also just, I don't know, it needs to be fun. And if you're not having fun, then why the fuck are you doing it? <laughs> putting a show together is a lot of work and it's so stressful. But it's ultimately, if you make it fun, then it's, the rest will follow. And treating people good and fairly and, you know, making it fun, everybody has fun. Do you know who's not having fun right now? Who? Ukrainians. Oh, what a segue. <laughs> so let's talk about the war. <laughs> but you know, do you know what's worse? What, what's that? Obviously our gas prices because the Americans are very self-absorbed. And we're like, oh, it's God. like every headline's like, yeah. Ukrainians are evacuating their homeland. And it's like, gas prices are skyrocketing. Oh, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Jeez, let's go brandon do you, you hear think... that the let's go brandon chance that's the dumbest shit yeah it's, I mean, it's like why not just say fuck joe biden yeah what um, he said fuck trump back in the day right? like what no one what <laughs> uh what is what is up with putin and does anyone tell putin that when we're younger in the states and we fart we call it poot <laughs> So we are sometimes pooting at church or pooting well, uh, in our panties at the dinner table. And his name is Putin. It's just his name is fart. He needs to chill out because I'm about to put in my foot in his ass. However, I actually don't know if he can because he's kind of a tough guy. <laughs> he's like he's like training judo and all these badass things. And he's definitely he was ex-KGB, so you know he knows how to kill me in much way more ways than I can kill him. However, it's still cool to say because I'm over here, so I'll be like, yeah, fuck you, Putin. Kick your ass, my sleeve. If I did see him, I'd be like, <laughs> I read an article that, that Putin won't let anyone of his like inner circle near him. He's oh, off yeah. the radar. His table is like 60 feet away. And at first, people used to think that it was because of COVID. And it's like, no, that would be a six foot thing. That's because it's like old KGB shit, man. Like, he doesn't, you don't know if you're going to be trying to get shot at. Uh, it, it, back in World War II, actually, for example, someone tried an assassination of Hitler. There's actually a movie about this called Valkyrie with Tom Cruise. That's a true story. <laughs> and basically, they put a bomb on a table that they were at a meeting and it blew up. And then luckily for Hitler, 
uh, he was just at an angle where he didn't get hit. But, uh, you know, it's, this is the kind of thing that has happened in the past. And people have their shit poisoned and stuff before. So he, like, you know, like Conor McGregor gave him a bottle of his whiskey and he handed it to Putin before he, Putin wouldn't even take it. His guys just came in and, like, emptied the whole bottle out, like, tested the liquid to make sure it wasn't poison, and then put it back in. Oh, like, wow. Oh, here you go. So yeah, if he gets taken out, it's definitely going to be an inside job. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure, dude. Because the thing is, like, he is such hardcore ex-KGB that's, like, if he went down, who takes over even? Like, you know what I mean? There's no one anywhere near in sight. He's taken out all of his opponents. So who knows what happens to Russia if he goes down. So he's making sure that that does not happen. And it's weird because, I mean, he's his propaganda machine runs smooth and well, but he does still have uh, public opinion support from a lot of Russians because he's brought them back, especially after the Soviet Union collapsed. You know, what is what is what do most politicians run on? Make whatever country they are in great again. So he's like supposedly bringing it back to that Soviet Union glory. So people kind of like that. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a tough situation. Uh, fortunately, I'm seeing a lot of Russians are waking up to the truth. Uh, people are complaining. People are protesting on the streets about it. So hopefully it's going to turn a page and he got himself fucked because now all these countries are not, are literally cutting off business with him. So now Russia is not going to be in a economic position to negotiate things. So I don't know. It's, it's, he kind of fucked himself by doing this, but I'm, it's crazy. What's going to happen. Is this going to be world war three? I don't know, man. Well, um, I have to say that what's his name? Uh, uh, Vladimir Zelensky. I don't know. All I know is that he was sexy on Dancing with the Stars. He was sexy on TV, and he's sexy as a Ukrainian president. And that man is a sexy piece of of ass. Yeah, and he was a comedian too, so it gives hopes to us all. Ugh. Uh, and I guess you know, you know, as a political science major, I guess uh, just destined to be president, but not of this country because I can't be president. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I could be vice president. The South would be like, That is great because I don't have to really do anything. There are few feelings worse than going out on a date you hope ends with a little sexy time while having your junk look like a Wookiee. Talk about a confidence killer, Mr. Moe. Well, not anymore. We all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise trim below the waists. Their advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts to your most delicate areas. But now you can enhance your perfect grooming routine with their ultra-premium collection. This package includes the Manscaped Premium Deodorant. No, not for your balls, for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dressed clear is aluminum-free and smells like their signature scent. Hydrating Body Moisturizer. Have tattoos or issues with dry skin? It's designed to keep skin feeling fresh, smooth, and smelling fresh. Also, the Body Wash to lather you up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. The 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner to clean your scalp with one easy step. Plus, a free gift, a three-pack set of lip balm that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products, plus a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score! All of these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. And we'd recommend using the products in this order. Number one, hop in the shower and scrub-a-dub-dub that body with the Manscaped Body Wash. Number two, lather your hair up with the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to keep your noggin tagging. Number three, dry off and spray on the Hydrating Body Moisturizer to reinvigorate dry skin. Number four, put on the Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons, you stinky jerks. Number five, pop that Manscaped lip balm on. No one is out here kissing chapped up lips. Getting dressed after is optional. Wear one great scent all day long. Get that ultra premium collection hot off the shelves. And get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. I mean, I would love to be vice president. I'm not going to lie. You don't have to do shit. You just got like these weird committees and you just yeah. like, take all the credit. 
but like a vice president and like a good like economy president where everybody loves him you know what i mean like just like get to come in doing finger guns like or like hey! Bill Clinton, you like play the saxophone a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 and i suck at it too but people don't care because the things are going well so like, they just whoa, let me put lady gaga's like talent. he's gonna come in and do a solo and i'm sitting like <laughs> exactly well all i can say is this wow. ukrainian president if he survives this, this war, he has just secured the cover of Time magazine for sure. Oh yeah, he good for you, like, sexy like a Nobel beast. Prize or something. He's a bad motherfucker. Like him sitting there. Actually, actually, this came out recently. Him ripping on Putin uh, because Putin was doing some conference, and it looked like he was sitting next to some lady or whatever. And it turned out that it was all done in front of a green screen. And there was actually no one sitting next to him. He could figure it out because when his hand would cross over the microphone, it would like go through it. So the hand would go like over. So even though he was behind. And so Zelensky caught wind of that and started literally just like ripping on him. Like, this is your big tough president. Look at him in front of a green screen. Meanwhile, he's out there, like, in a fucking, like, little T-shirt, like, out there, just, like, out and gun shooting, you know what I mean? With his so, guns and his guns. Yeah, to the yeah, gun no, it's show. definitely, it's a good move because it's also demoralizing for the Russians, you know what I mean? When they see their own presidents, then they're scared, and he's sending them out to fight. So, uh, you see, there's a lot of very demoralized Russian soldiers out there. Totally. War is bad news for everyone involved. This, this no yeah. good comes of war. But at least when you're fighting a war you believe in, you, you're willing to give that extra mile. But when you're demoralized and you just say, why am I fucking here? You know what I mean? You know, you're more likely to give up. So hopefully that'll be an end to this shit soon. Uh, so then my gas prices would come down. I know. Aren't you so happy you don't drive? Yeah, I know. But I'm, but I'm waiting for the MTA to be like, well, since the gas prices are up now, train tickets are going to be $6. Like, what? This shit runs on electric. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Hashtag economy. <laughs> Before we continue the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with their program kept the weights off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Believe. B-L-E-A-V. So speaking of tough bitches, oh. what do we got going on today? Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So is wrestling gay? Yeah, well, we already discussed that. Yeah, last time it was discussed here on the Frat Chat Podcast, I lost in resounding fashion. However... I think I realized what the problem was, is that my mistake was picking 80s wrestling, which is undeniably going to be gay because the 80s, as a decade, were super gay. Yeah. Look how look how heavy metal fucking rock bands dressed, like Poison and Motley Crue. They all look like bitches. Aerosmith. Yeah, look at Aerosmith. They do look like a lady. He still does, like an yeah. old lady. It's kind of weird, but he's a goddamn great singer. Great band. <laughs> Still love them. You look at who were like the male sex icons in the 80s. Elton John and Liberace. 
two of the gayest dudes in existence of the universe. Fair. And everybody was like, oh my God, they are totally straight. These guys get so much of women. No, what? They're never going to be gay. <laughs> crazy, crazy shit. So obviously, if I show you wrestling from the 80s, it's going to be super, super gay. So I had to fast forward the time clock a little bit. I had, to, I had to go to a little decade where something came up, a little movement came up, and the then WWF, now WWE, called WWF Attitude, brother, where things again became a little more badass. Things get turned up to an 11. People like Stone Cold Steve Austin were out there and be like, what? Let me get up here and hell yeah, and I'm gonna smack you, you son of a bitch. And he started like giving people middle fingers. And I was like 12 year old Carlos Garcia, like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. And that was the English I learned, because it was awesome. You have things like that going on. You have all kinds of things, all kinds of awesome things. And also, you sent me a video on Instagram a couple weeks ago where there's such a little guy named Mick Foley was in a match and he got thrown into thumbtacks. And you were like, what? And I was like, yo, there's a real thumbtacks. And you were like, what? So I was like, if you, wanna, if you think this is crazy, wait till you see this. I'm a little nervous so for these guys. They're going to get tetanus. Yeah. No, there's, I, I hope that uh, all, each and every one of those thumbtacks is individually tested for, uh, you know, for safety protocol. That's, that's what I would do. You know, <laughs> I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> it would totally be worth it. But yeah, it's going to be a great match. We're going to watch one of the most infamous wrestling matches of all time one of the most violent brutal uh pro wrestling matches of all time and uh, definitely one of the most notorious ones this is the undertaker versus mankind for in the wwf at the time king of the ring pay-per-view uh and they're gonna be fighting in a little structure called a hell in a sick. Oh wait, Mankind is another wrestler. Yeah, Mankind is, uh, he's known as Mick Foley, uh, Cactus Jack, uh, Dude Love. He's had, he's had a lot of names. Mick Foley's his real name, but he's had a lot of personalities and he was, uh, he was known for being able to switch between them. And um, he, uh, fun fact about the guy, he's also a New York Times best-selling author. Uh, and now he's currently he's retired from pro wrestling because you'll see this match and you'll know why he had to retire quite early. Um, he's out doing comedy these days. He, he's out. Oh, in the really? Circuit. Yeah. Well, yeah, when, when the well. title says Mankind versus The Undertaker, I just thought it was like the world versus the oh, Undertaker. Oh, like, oh, Mankind. Like, oh, like everybody was like the Undertaker was going to be in there. And like, but it's just one Mankind. <laughs> one Mankind who's just very one mankind funny and likes to write. First off. <laughs> but at the time, he was not funny, and he was uh, the character Mankind was known to be very sadistic and into pain. And the moves that the guy did were fucking insane because it was, I mean, it, it not only looked like it hurt, it hurt. And that's why the guy, he initially retired at 33, then he had like a few matches after that, like a couple small runs. But like, you know, retiring at 33 in pro wrestling, like for, for example, The Undertaker retired at like 53. So like you, you can, he can work for way longer. His body was fucking destroyed. So, with that being said, Mr. Mo, I have to tell you, you're in for some shit. This is going to be wild. And if you guys want to watch along with us, just know that I will be posting a this entire uh, video content, this entire episode, for the very first time ever on my YouTube page at tiny.cc slash Carlos Does the World. And uh, keep an eye out for our Frat Chat Podcast YouTube page coming up, you guys. It's something that we've been working on. And this is our first step towards getting there. So check that out. It's coming out soon. Uh, actually, by the time this episode comes out, it will be out. So go check it out right now. What are you doing? Stop listening to me. Go check it out. You can watch us live. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And also, you can go on Peacock if you have a Peacock membership. And uh, you can just scroll over to WWE right there. Just come on down. Put in uh, WWF King of the Ring 1998. It's the co-main event of the night. It's actually a great pay-per-view, so feel free to watch it if you're an old wrestling nerd like myself. But yeah, get ready for some violence. If you're a child listening to this shit, <laughs> I was a child when I watched that match, and I turned out great. So have fun! <laughs> With that being said, I think we're ready to get rolling. Don't you think so? I'm ready. So uh, do we push play on like one, two, three, and then we push play on go? Or do you push it on three? One, two, and three, you push play. Ooh, I think I think it should be one, two, three, go. 
because if you just do one, two, three, then, you know, you might just get lost at three because you are dyslexic. So, I don't know. Like, so, we're going to push two, it three. on go. Yes. So one, when I say go. Two, three, go. Go. And then yes, when so you so say go, I'm pushing it on go. I'm pushing it on go. So, by the time we say go, it should be, we should be pushing. We should be in the action of being pushed should be happening. It should be like, like a, a one motion. Right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna push that stool in. So you ready? Don't you mind push me. Push that stool in. You push it. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a callback, you guys. Uh, read a comedy book. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let's do this, Mister Mo. All right. This is WWF King of the Ring 1998: The Undertaker versus Mankind. Hell in a cell, brother. Hey, we're gonna hit play. We have this queued up right to one of the entrances. They're gonna start. So as soon as we hit play, uh, mankind's gonna start walking out to the ring. So we're gonna do that in <clears throat> three, two, one, go. There you go. There we, we you discussed go. one, two, three, go, but you did three, two, one, go. And so I just want you to know that I'm very adaptable. Yeah. Yeah, but, the, but I mean, I said go. So you think, you think you gotta get it? It's the same count. Well, this arena is packed. Yeah, a lot of people love this shit. Still do, but this was the time where like it was huge. Like like ratings. Uh, WCW was a competing company. Uh, was it was these guys were going on live every Monday night, and each show would have like a six or seven point rating, sometimes eight point which means like at one point or another, like eight million people were watching wrestling on a Monday night. And he looks lost. Were, he is trying to figure it out. This is only the second Hell in a Cell match in history at the time. And the first one was between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Funny story is Meg Foley is looking around the ring. Uh, he decided, how can I do this differently? So he decides, I'm not going to start the match in the ring, in the cell. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to start on top of the cell. And this is like a, like a 20-foot cell. So it's pretty high up. I don't think he can. That. He can. Oh, he's making it I up there. He's pretty nimble. Expect him to be. He's able like three hundred pounds and up. kind of chubby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good for him, especially. There's like no help there for him to climb up. That's just like a straight up chain link fence. And so he decides he's going to start up there. And uh, I mean, he thinks it's a good idea. I don't, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> because this cell is a. It's. I don't think it's designed for a guy that big at the time. Uh, so no he's going to start the fight match. up top? Up top is what he wants to do because he's crazy. And now the lights go dark because it means one thing, one thing only. It's the Undertaker, it looks like to me? I just watched a new version or the, I guess the sequel to that. Um, What's that movie with the chainsaw guy? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, he looks like the guy. Yeah, yeah, like Leatherface. He's uh, his mask is slightly based on that. I'm pretty sure, and he is the, but but mankind would talk, and he's like more of like a like he would like rock back and forth. He'd pull out his hair and stuff. He'd like squeal when people would hit him, and he like like it. So he would, like was the Undertaker special needs? <laughs> the Undertaker's badass brother, and he actually fun fact, uh, it's quite relevant that we're watching this now because he uh, was just announced to be inducted. Into the WWE Hall of Fame for oh, this year. Oh, well, that's so good. That's in a couple of weeks uh, during WrestleMania weekend. So make sure you check that out. The guy definitely deserves it. He is like seven feet tall, 300 pounds of scary, badass, tattooed, uh, undead biker guy. <laughs> he just, he's like, supposed to be like a zombie type. He dude. just reminds me like a big version of like the water boy. Like doesn't, the really, water like, doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing, but he's like, okay, I'll fight these people if you tell me to. No. What? He just like, kind of dopey. Adam Sandler. <laughs> like a big version. <laughs> no, man, what? If, you, if, you, if that man ever heard you say that. Mankind is dressed like Scorpion or Sub-Zero in this getup. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're it's actually funny. He's, he's wearing a... Are. He's it. wearing at this point a button-up shirt and a and a tie actually over his tights. He started at this point. He starts going like a different kind of crazy, and uh, he becomes quote unquote corporate. So he wears that, 
And so the Undertaker, who's a bad motherfucker, is like, you want to go up on top of the cage, boy? I'm going up there. So there he goes. And they climb up that bitch, which is very scary. Well, he doesn't considering even get these up dudes yet. are huge. I don't, you know. I couldn't do that. I'm already terrified. I don't like heights. Uh, these dudes are both over 300 pounds. Uh, you're going to see that this is going to be something that doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't I just don't feel like this is according to OSHA oh. labor laws. <laughs> well that's what these guys are independent contractors, so you know what I mean? They're it's okay, you don't have to take care of them that well. And now you're just being the shit out of him with a steel chair because if you're not using a steel chair in pro wrestling, brother, is it even pro wrestling? Is that really a steel? Is that real steel? Yeah, that's a real steel chair. Those guys, that shit hurts. They, uh, they, they quote unquote learn how to take a hit. Uh, okay, okay. So you see <gasps> oh. that the chair, the the cage is starting to give. That's not planned. That is not planned. That's not supposed to happen. You see, like the things that hold up the cage are falling off. That's very dangerous. <laughs> Like is uh, that's really not supposed to happen. They've never had these dudes wrestle on top of there. Like I said, it's the second. Yeah, and they and they together they weigh the same amount as like a small hippo. Yeah, they're like seven hundred pounds. Okay, watch this. Here he goes. (gasps) He just just threw him off the top of the fucking cage. Threw him off the thing. He threw him off the cage, dude. All the way down. All the way down. What did he land on? The the through the table and like you'll see they're gonna show the replay. This is brutal. This oh is my brutal. god! He just went down and he's out. This this is this is not. He's not selling it. He is fucked up. Uh, this he barely hit that table. Is uh, mankind like whoops? <laughs> That's not what we rehearsed. <laughs> this is probably a bad idea. You can see his foot is under the railing, through onto the onto the other side of the crowd. So he's just completely prone there, and you're gonna see that you can hear the announcers are going fucking nuts. Okay, look at look at it from this angle. Boom, dude! How his head didn't hit that monitor, I will never know. Like, there's yeah, but I mean, like, what that. brain cells are at risk there? I mean, he look had to be some kind of stupid to even consider doing this match. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is crazy. And the thing is. Ever since this match happened, they've tried to like replicate stunts like this. So they've put padding on tables and they've done things like this is the first time. So they had no idea any of this shit was going to happen. So these are not like reinforced tables, like 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 the cage on top was reinforced, like none of that shit. So this is just like this dude legitimately got thrown off. That guy with the hat uh, is a wrestler named Terry Funk, who was a legendary wrestler who had crazy matches with mankind before he was mankind in like Japan where they would like hit each other with like barbed wire baseball bats, like bleed all over the place. So he's running out of there to make sure that his buddy's alive. And that's where they're taking off his mask. Like that's that guy with the long hair is their trainer. They're making sure this dude's not dead or paralyzed. Right now. Oh my God. Like his shoulders separated at this point. I'm pretty sure he has a concussion. You can see they're checking on that. But you Undertaker's know just standing there like, dude, I killed the guy. Neither <laughs> the Undertaker or Mankind looked like athletes to me. They just looked like big fucks that like might bowl occasionally. <laughs> well, Mankind was not known for being the, the best athlete. The, the, uh, they're Undertaker like the did play basketball before. And at this time, <laughs> yeah, Undertaker at this time wasn't like his fittest. Uh, I have to say, I, I didn't think that he was that jack. He did get in much better shape later in his career and earlier in his career. He was pretty ripped up. So is the, is the fight over? Well, it does seem that way at the moment. Unless Mankind is crazy, but I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. See, I would have cut the commercial. Watching. Uh, and this now is a word live from our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Manscaped. This is live on pay-per-view right now. And so at the point they can't note that this is nothing like this has ever happened in pro wrestling. So people are shocked. They're going to show the shit out of this replay for a little bit. This dude, they really think that he's dead. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? They're trying to get uh, a, call a stretch route for him. But he decides that, no, he's going to try to walk out of there they're raising the cage right now with undertaker on top just so they can they're move him around better and get the stretchers it? down there yeah because they, they need to get the stretchers down there so if you're afraid of heights imagine what the fuck the 
I'd be terrified. Yeah, you would. You would have pissed yourself. Yeah, the piss. And since that's a graded cage, it would be coming down onto the ring. Yeah. If it was down there, it would be definitely getting a nice golden shower. And they're raising him a little high, too. Like, fuck that. So they're bringing out the stretch. Yeah, right and, and we've we've just concluded that that cage isn't the most sturdy to stand on. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like your foot just like, went through Ugh. it. And now they're going to raise you while you're on top of there. I'd be like, oh, can, you, can I get down first, dude? Like, please? <laughs> And by the way, funny thing you mentioned, cutting to your sponsors, there's a current company called AEW uh, that recently had a match on TNT, and it was like a crazy hardcore match. And this guy grabbed a pizza cutter and started blading a guy's forehead. And as he was doing this, I shit you not, they cut to commercial, and there they have picture-in-pictures, so while... While they cut to commercial, you can still see what's going on in the wrestling match. Uh-huh. So as the guy's grinding the other guy, they cut to an, uh, a Domino's pizza ad. Oh, my like, God. Do you want pizza? And it was like a guy, like a pizza getting cut oh as the dude <laughs> so, so the sponsor, of course, was so fucking mad. But everybody like put it on Twitter within seconds. Like, talk about the worst <laughs> or best transition ever. <laughs> so yeah they're lowering the cage again so maybe undertaker can uh maybe get down and you know go home as you normally would expect would be the case after such a horrific and terrible throw uh again I'm not what was the intention was he was he not trying to throw him off the things it looked like he tried to throw him off the thing no no he threw him off all right <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, mankind. Where you, I don't know if you're seeing this right now. There's a little commotion going on around the stretcher area. I don't think that he wants to go on a fucking stretcher. No, no, no. I don't think he wants to go. I mean, he's not like no. He, I'm fucking mankind. Do you know who I am? I'm a hardcore legend. You guys, you see, Undertaker's getting down. He's actually gingerly getting down because he's actually wrestling this match. This is a true story with a broken ankle. And this is not something they told the fans at the time. Mankind uh, has a broken man- ankle. Undertaker does. Undertaker has so a broken ankle. He, yeah, so he's climbed down the cage and, and like. Oh, we had the mixed ankle. up. So which one's which? This this is mankind with the white shirt. Oh, I thought that was Undertaker. Undertaker's the dude with the black shirt. Oh, no, I had them all, all mixed up. So you see, mankind has a separated shoulder and he's climbing back up the cage at this point after being thrown off. So they're oh, going back up. Oh, now I'm with it. See, I just assumed that. Um. Yeah, I assumed that the bigger one was the Undertaker. Oh wait, no. Yeah, now they're yeah, side the by side. Oh, I see. The Undertaker is quite large. Yes. So now Undertaker, the one the black, he has a Okay, okay, watch this. That's <gasps> not supposed to happen. The cage was not supposed to break. That was a different side of the cage and he just went straight through and you'll see it again on the replay on the way down that steel chair hit him in the fucking face when he landed on the ground and knocked out one of his teeth undertaker right now is looking down like holy fuck like he's actually legitimately concerned (laughs) and they're really like the announcers you can see is like stop the goddamn match now like all hell's breaking loose they're so concerned and yeah. So mankind's yeah. approaching death and the crowd goes wild. He's going nuts. So you see, see Undertaker limps right there? It's the one time that he sells the ankle uh, when he jumps off that fucking thing. So that's how tough of a, a man he is. Anyways. Well, it's a lot of weight on those little ankles. Yeah, that's he over 300 sh- he pounds. He needs a diet. <gasps> Why is so he Terry Funk, the- he, he's like hit me and they start doing this so he can buy mankind time because he's like legitimately fucking hurt. So he takes a choke slam. He's trying to buy time. He literally gets choke slam right out of his goddamn shoes. You can see him there just left right in the ring. Wow, his shoes his did come off. <laughs> and he's like, get the fuck out of here, old man. And mankind is out cold. Like he's very okay. Look at this. He hits it, and you see how the chair hits? Yeah. The chair hits him in the fucking face on the way down. And he so, broke a tooth. Yep. And you're gonna see that tooth come up and then smash. You just wait. So man, he gets up, and he is he, he he but like this fall down like he can barely stand. He is completely concussed at this point. This is all true. He like very vaguely remembers this, but but at the time the thing was keep going till the match is over. And these two dudes are the, were those types of wrestlers, so they're just keeping going. He's on autopilot though, essentially. Like if you've ever been really blacked out, this is it. They're doing this. 
look at his he's got like a bloody lip he is out you can see in his eyes that he's just like out at this point and undertaker's like well the show must go on boom this is the first offense that Mick Foley has gotten the whole match. Uh, and no, Mankind and is Mick Foley. Yeah, they lock, they lock him in there. You know, match. You remember the tooth? Look yeah. at his nose. Look at his the nose. The tooth is in his nose. That's the white thing. It went all the way up and landed there. Oh uh, he, he also God. lost another tooth where it, it like cut a hole in his lip right there. And yeah, this dude is very fucked up in the moment. I have a lot of nightmares about losing my teeth, but none of them have been this graphic. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. And he's putting in offense now, which is like, how the fuck? This guy's just been thrown off at the top of the cage twice. He's severely concussed. His shoulder is separated. He's bleeding. He's missing teeth. It's the first like few minutes of the match, <laughs> and he's still going. So this is good. This well, is the good. Undertaker looks pretty beat up right now, and um, what a bitch can – considering his opponent just fell off of something <laughs> well here's the thing not for long Ew, he should really not steps. rocket that tooth out uh, of his nostril oh uh, he is so fucked that i don't even think he knows that it's in there oh and he's gonna hit him with those steps on that shoulder that he just separated <laughs> like this uh, is just like he's got to be in pain is it his like, left shoulder that he's grabbing yeah well, it's just fucking crazy. Like this is just—I don't know. And I don't know at this point when you're that concussed. Like, do you feel pain at all? Or is it I was just, just like, gonna say, situation? like, at this point, I don't feel bad for either of them because you should have <laughs> just tapped out and be like, "Enough's enough." <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're paid. He's paid pretty handsomely. I'm sure, like, he could have taken the night off. But no, he's a fucking. And to be fair, if he stops the match, maybe it's just a memorable bump. But it doesn't become one of the most talked about wrestling matches of all time. Like, this shit is something that every wrestling fan knows. Oh! Wait, why did he just fly into the... He tried to hit Mankind, but Mankind ducked. Oh, I didn't realize that he was down. I thought, okay. They both got brain damage. I mean, how can you not in this profession? (laughs) Dude, a lot of of people have gotten really fucked up with wrestling. And Mick Foley is living in a lot of pain these days. But his style was also so brutal. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these dudes after the fact because you're also performing like 300 days a year doing these bumps. Well, Mankind's like shirt is back. all kinds of torn, but I can't give the Undertaker credit because Mankind was looking pretty disheveled when he started. Yeah, that's true. They couldn't give him a nice shirt. All the <laughs> money he shirt. makes, they couldn't give him something that that's fitted and pressed. And <laughs> that's the nicest shirt he owned at the time. Uh, he just uh, he really embraced it. <laughs> I just feel like if I knew I was going to get my ass beat on top of a cage, I'd be wearing knee pads. I'd be wearing like that's another thing that people were always telling him to wear knee pads, and for some reason he didn't. And now his knees are really fucked up. Knee pads, a cup mouth guard i'm okay, just so trying this to get all these he's, he's gonna land straight on his head on this chair look at that boom <gasps> do you think that was was that planned or was was mankind like you're gonna eat some teeth too <laughs> well i'm sure that it was part of the match but i'm sure that shit hurts and that is and that is, and he and mankind had a cool ass way of doing the pile driver and note to you perbs listening on audio only on the internet, we're not talking about that kind of power driving. Uh, oh, yeah, SEMO. That's the only time something gay has come up, though, which you have to admit, this has been pretty badass so far. <laughs> oh, oh, this doesn't look good. Why is he? Oh, <gasps> right in the head. Why did he sit on his face like that? 300 pounds, right on the head, with a steel One, chair on top. Two. This is going to be it. Through! Nope. That was close! That was close. That was just the two. They should guys. Just, just stay down and go home. And now the it's Undertaker. not worth it, guys. It's not worth it. Do they have families? Oh yes, they do. Uh, actually, Undertaker at the time didn't. Mankind had a wife and kids. <laughs> uh, kids say goodbye to Daddy. Him. He's got yeah, a tooth right. in his nose. Not looking and, so hot. Uh, they're both bloodied up right now. Undertaker's also very busted, wide open. Uh, Mick Foley still That's has how a people get hepatitis, all those open wounds, are just like you know, <laughs> yeah, right? They, they, they actually nowadays when they bleed, I'm pretty sure they stop the match for a little bit and get them cleaned up and stuff. Uh, to yeah, be a little safer. Okay, so he's got a sack here. I don't know a that sack kind of, of sack. what? What's in the What's in the sack? Oh, you're gonna see. You're about to see. 
Remember the thumbtacks in the match? Oh my gosh. This is the first time the thumbtacks were brought into WWE ring. And it was the same guy. This is the guy that did it. Oh my God. Those are thumbtacks. Those are real thumbtacks. Why is he stepping on them like a dummy? Yeah, well, he is very concussed, but he's trying to move him over. What is is the fascination with long hair and wrestling? (laughs) It was just cool, brother. It's very rock and roll. I feel like it gives your opponent something to hold on to. You just look so cool. I would tie it up in a bun. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Some butterfly clips. (laughs) <laughs> Just a couple, couple ponytails, maybe. yeah, uh, pigtails, cornrows. Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, okay. He's got the mandible claw on him, so he's got two fingers in his throat right now, and this thumb is pushing up his gullet. So oh. it's like, we're choking him out. An Undertaker is going down. He's coming him conscious, folks. Is this going to be the end of the match before the tax come into play? Is this gonna be no? It? It's not the end. They're is gonna use the tax. Gonna be someone's it. gotta fall on the tax. Don't do that to Ooh, me. My I want to see someone God. roll around that shit. Now he's gonna have the ref is gonna try to rafe his arms three times. If he does it three times, the match is over. That's one. It's gonna be three times. This is two. If you one more time and the match is over, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Oh no, it's not! No, it ain't over. Feel, he's picking him up. I feel like he's heading towards the tax. They always do a fake out in the third one. They should surprise yeah, us and do a fake out in the second one. Oh, oh shit! Now he's an idiot. Oh, why he roll around in all there? He rolled around and he rolled all over the the thumb tax, and they're in his back. Look at his back. Oh my god! They're all over his back, dude. And wait, this isn't the thing is this isn't over. This next the hit on the tax is gonna be even worse, in my opinion. That's Ugh. awful. Ugh. And now oh, here comes a choke slam, brother. Here comes a choke slam right on the tax. Oh, oh again. But you know, I don't feel God. bad for mankind because he brought he the brought thumb tax. He brought him in. But man, he just got slammed 300 plus pounds on the thumbtacks. Now he's going to get Tombstone Pile Driver, which is the Undertaker's Pile Driver move. Uh, boom, right on the fucking ground. And that's got to do it. That's one, two, three. And that's it. Wow. That was the match. Undertaker also has thumbtacks in his shit. You're going to see Mick Foley has a couple on his head as well. Uh, <laughs> Even the referee got cut up with the thumbtacks. It's uh, you know, this is pretty brutal. I would never want to do a job where I couldn't bring my children. Can you imagine <laughs> being like a four-year-old kid in the front row watching daddy work? Daddy, uh, the he athlete. brought his children, and actually, it's very. If you want to see what happened, check out. There's a documentary called Beyond the Mat that came out in like '99, 2000 about pro wrestling. And this camera crew basically followed some wrestlers around, and he was one of them. And he had a match with The Rock a few months after this at the Royal Rumble event in 99, where it was an I Quit match. And at this point, Mick Foley gets handcuffed, so his hands are behind his back. And The Rock hit him with a steel chair straight on his head, unprotected, like something like 17 or 18 times in the match, to the point where, again, he's severely concussed. And this is before people knew about CTE. So this guy was getting concussions left. Wait, and what right. is CTE? Uh, it's the it's the brain damage from getting hit in the head. Like that's. Come so out I mean, no one knew that 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 happened. That I mean, stuff, I could have told you that was a possibility. <laughs> yeah, even ninety eight. But you yeah, a lot of data times, came out of gonna, that in the two thousands. You're gonna leave so, a mark. Yeah. So this dude, like, literally, he's getting crushed in the head with steel chairs, and his kids are in the front row, like watching, like. Like the mom had to take like the little girl, the little boy, out oh my to the match. It was so I hope brutal. they have a good life insurance policy. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's very well. There goes the well, Undertaker limping off. Yeah, and that's the few times you can see that his ankle was broken. Like he did this whole thing with a broken ankle. You guys, uh, like I said, this was a heavy war period in, in wrestling between two thriving companies. So the thing was like. If they, if, if an Undertaker pulls out of this pay per view, for example, the competing company uh, wins that week, and they just yeah. couldn't let that shit happen, so they went out there and rocked the house. 
And no, then there was a match after this, but how do you follow this? You know what I mean? And uh, so this was WWF King of the Ring 1998. You can see the replay right here of all the highlights. Mick Foley getting thrown off. That's how the match started, by the way. Like, what the fuck? Then this second one, which he says hurt way worse than the first one because the ring was hard and because the chair hit him in the face. And you got the thumbtack slam right there. Uh, yeah, you know, I must was... say that, oof, this looks so painful. Yeah. Tombstone. I must right say that hell, the yeah. Undertaker stands true to his name. <laughs> Pretty badass dude, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty evil motherfucker. <laughs> he looks exactly what you'd expect a dude called the Undertaker to look like. Seven feet tall, tattooed, rolls his eyes to the back of his head. And these dudes are legitimately very concerned from him. And you want to know something fucking absolutely wild? So rather than going to the hospital as any fucking normal person would do, Mick Foley, Mankind, whatever you want to call him, interfered in the next match as well. He crawled so on stage having, and said, it was, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kane were having a match. And Mick Foley came out. And literally, like, did some more stuff. Got hit a couple of more times. Got a couple more steel chair shots. Undertaker came out and kicked his ass again. And literally, like, rather than going home. And, like, nowadays, they're saying, like, they're, like, he would have been. After the first throne, he would have gone straight to the hospital. Like, this would have never happened now. But it's crazy that this man was like, oh, yeah, I'll stick around for the show. Like, <laughs> I'll stick around for the main event. We're like, bitch, I'm out of here. Like See, he's not even, the fact that, that he's walking out has been wild. I was kind of hoping with all these baggy clothes that maybe he was rocking some padding underneath that shirt, but I don't think there is. I think he's just kind of chubby. He's just chunky but funky, brother. But he gave hope to uh, chunky guys everywhere because he married a very hot wife. He became a millionaire, WWF champion. Uh, a lot of great memories with such superstars, just as Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Uh, you know, he, he kind of living the dream. Now he's touring, being funny. And I have to say, sorry, Mick Foley, but he has a very hot daughter. I can't imagine having a family member that does that for a living. Ah, uh, dude, it'd be kind of badass. I, my dream has always been to do it. Uh, I would love to fucking do it. I would kill to be in a WWE ring one day. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say never say never in life, but it doesn't look like it's in the cards that I'll be headlining WrestleMania this year, but maybe next year, you guys. And then maybe, maybe if you're headlining, maybe I can put on a bikini and say round one. <laughs> yeah. You're, no, you can be my manager. You'll come out and be my game manager. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll call everyone the F word, but then they can't call you back. And you're like, oh yeah, I can say it. Then we'll be bad guys. <laughs> well, I, I want to have full um, artistic uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to have full control over what I wear. Full autistic control because you're sure having it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got hit in the head with a chair and I fell through some, <laughs> some tables. Well, so I got to say, you got you to give me that one. This was pretty non-gay. Pretty non-gay. This wasn't didn't seem too gay to me, but it did, it did read as kind of dumb i just feel like it was very unsafe <laughs> uh i could see these if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna bring this into the sexual spectrum as the bdsm of the sexual world but bdsm doesn't mean just gay so you know and that's at least moving more towards the middle of the spectrum here uh <laughs> at least at least you know towards like towards the side but, but closer towards the center so you know <laughs> you know well it's less gay as of today <laughs> I, I, I still maintain that the, the punches to me aren't the most um, uh, credible. They, they, they don't seem the most sincere to me like a lot. But, but <laughs> even like if you're if you are hitting someone with a, with a chair, to me, I feel like it's somewhat staged, but power driving their head onto a steel chair to me, is kind of hard to fake and falling off of like two stories on a table is hard to fake. So yeah, I got to give it to you. That was, that was pretty hardcore and I don't condone that behavior, but it was, it it was a a very cutthroat match. Yeah, brother. And I was like, I think I was like 11 when that match happened, maybe 12. No, actually I was, it was 98. So I was 10 years old when I watched that shit. 
and I would like change my life. And I show that shit to people. Like everybody, oh, wrestling is fake. Oh yeah, well come over and I'm gonna show you this match. So I've shown this match to so many people. And so it's become quite a bit of a rite of passage for my best friends. So I'm glad I got to share with you right here, live on the Frat Chat Podcast. Well, not really live for you guys listening because it was recorded, but it was live for us. <laughs> <laughs> While you were watching matters. wrestling, I was watching Real World and Road Rules and planning my future. <laughs> I, had, I had a Pornhub on the side too on my cell phone. That's oh, of course you did. Said. But you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta multitask on them these days. Uh, I learned that from Jeffrey Tubin. Just uh, use a different screen. That's, that's nice. You learn. <laughs> and on that note, if you like what you saw, or you're terrified of what you saw, or you're t- you're scared to face your children again after showing them this match, uh, make sure you let us drop us a note and let us know at Frat Chat Podcast on all social channels. That's at Facebook. That's at Twitter. That's on Instagram. And also, uh, make sure you watch this live with us. Make sure you sit around and enjoy your company in your living room, in your cell phone, in the bathroom, wherever it is you watch these things. Check it out on YouTube at tiny.cc slash Carlos Does the World. Check out our Frat Chat podcast folder in there. There's going to be a lot of cool content coming in there in the next few days. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you enjoy that. Make sure you give me a follow at Carlos Does the World on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. And make on sure you give Tinder, me a follow. <laughs> on Grindr, on Shh, not supposed to know about those. <laughs> make sure you follow me on Twitter at Carlos Does World. Make sure you follow my good buddy Simo there at Chris.Moore.com on Instagram and at Seymour Comedy on the Twitter machine. So with that being said, Mr. Mo, get us out of here. I have to motion to adjourn this bloodbath. And I second brother here. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be back next week here. All right. Peace out, bitches. See ya. Ciao.